Lime. Duh. Ah, 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 ah. Wah, 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 wah. Hey, he dub, 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 dub. Yeah. Hello. Whoa. Whoa. to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians dissect the wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, the host with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling. Being prepared for a night she'll never forget. Dan Black, a.k.a. Donsky Blackamora, a.k.a. Donnie Wrestling. Donnie Wrestling. A.K.A. Donnie Capri from that time I went to Italy. I love myself. A.K.A. the modern day goof. Ha-ra-sha. A.K.A. Coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, gabba, yeah, yeah, gabba, gabba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been here for 12 years. Shock the system. This girl, she is mine. And uh, uh, uh. <coughs> um, she's fine. Around much more. What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy wrestling reactions. Gotta speed it up because, man, we got so much to cover today. Man, woo! Woo! Wow, to my front, as always, in studio, Alex Newmanhagen. <laughs> 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 How about it? <laughs> wow, the nasty one, Alex Newman. Bailed on his bit uh, halfway through because of cigarette addiction. My, <laughs> my lung popped. My lung. <laughs> my lung. My lung poppeth. Oh, what flavor is that? Lime. Duh. Dime. Low. <laughs> well, I got confused about that very simple switch. I'm not even going to introduce a Nosh today because we got too much wrestling to yeah, cover. Sorry, Nosh. Um, man, AEW is wow. here. AEW is here. AEW is real. AEW is the shit. Yeah. That is my news. If we had to end this podcast, I would just say AEW, and that would be it. Boy, oh boy, did these guys exceed my expectation with this show. Double or nothing happened this past Saturday. And uh, I would say it was the best $50 I'd spent uh, on wrestling in a very long time. It's the best. Uh, I'm glad I'm, it was worth possibly compromising my personal information by accessing an illegal stream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Newman doesn't support wrestling, so you heard it here a second. But uh, that's okay. I did, and you did, by the way, by sort of supporting us on Patreon. This podcast has a Patreon. Patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Get access to our bonus archives. We got, If you're sitting at a desk and yep. you like this podcast... Consider spending a couple bucks a month, and you get ton access of tons of content, including our full nine-hour episode with 
pitch, Mr. Perfect, Skyler, Aston. Uh, we talk about wrestling for nine fucking hours in yeah. the same room. You get access to that episode um, and uh, and all of our movie dissection of professional wrestling uh, movies with professional wrestlers in them, and tons of other other awesome random episodes. We rank wrestlers. It's a great time. But our episode this week, our bonus episode, we got a weekly bonus episode, will be. Our breakdown of Raw and SmackDown. Because I think this week, AEW has earned the right to be the main attraction covered on the podcast. So just for time's sake, we're bumping Raw and SmackDown this week. Now, look, there's no disrespect to WWE. I already saw somebody say when I announced that. I already saw a comment saying, I'll come back next week. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, that's your prerogative. But listen, this is merit-based. They earn, they are the talk of the town of pro wrestling, and we are uh, we are vessels for the world. And um, I also, it's what it's what I want to talk about, which is an amazing feat, um, especially coming into it. I said last week, so check out our Raw SmackDown coverage and probably more AEW. Double or nothing talk, whatever bleeds into our episode when we hit uh, 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 that'll be on our Patreon episode. Check that out. Patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. And just know if you're within our first 200 patrons right now, you get access to our AEW cow sticker, yeah. uh, which is now even cooler. Uh, and it's a great sticker. It's designed by uh, the official comedians of wrestling artist, Lauren Moran. Uh, great. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so, okay. So, listen. Okay, I said last week. There's so much to say. Yeah. I, I have the, uh, not even counting the Ron SmackDown notes, and um, okay. Hey, I said last week AEW starts on Saturday. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I wanted to pay pay proper respect to AEW for all of our indie marks. We have very uh, uh, loyal listeners of this show who are. Big in on indie pro wrestling, we're really excited for this. They're more they're new Japan marks, and sometimes, you know, I I get a little blowback if I go, oh, you don't you don't cover that enough, and right. I'm like, well, it's not as accessible, you know. I watch it, but anyway, I so I did I did some lead up to a to double or nothing, but like I said, it really started on Saturday, mm-hmm. and that was. Even more clear when you watched it, and you were like, "Oh, here, this is this is the beginning yes. of this thing." And boy, oh boy, did they deliver! And I feel like they checked all of the boxes that they needed to check. Um, does that mean that it was flawless? This is fucking iWatch. I mean, come on, it's my I get an Apple Watch. It's just it's talking to me. Shut up! I'm doing a podcast. Anyway, it checked all of the boxes for me that I think. Now, does that mean it was flawless? No, it had a couple of flaws to it. They were honestly pretty fucking minor. Yeah. Um, but like, the it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. The production value was still high, but it still felt like it captured the magic that's happening on the independent wrestling scene. It put a polish on it without losing the flavor. Mm -hmm. And you know, I say like, that was my biggest worry is that like, I felt like all in looked in a a little jank for me. Like obviously for what it was, it was incredible achievement, but now we're a federation. We're signing wrestlers. We're signing talent. We're paying talent, big salaries. It's like, this has to look like TV. They're going to go to TV. And that was completely uh, right away. Acknowledged. You're like Tony Khan. This guy knows what he's doing. 
He knows how to spend his money, and they're not scared to spend their money. Uh, that was part of it was like, well, look, you got a billionaire behind it, but people are like, what do you think? They're just going to throw money into to it? Apparently, yes. yes apparently, <laughs> apparently uh, and apparently sponsors are majorly on board, which I heard, heard Tony, Con, Tony Khan say in an interview. So the production value looked comparable to WWE and not and and above like TNA above the other promotions ROH but above the competitors in the past to be honest better than the WCW entrances uh, yeah. that I remember yeah. um so I thought the look was amazing but they did a perfectly polished version of what's happening on the indies while still presenting themselves like a reputable non-fugazi television show mm -hmm. and they also they checked the box of being an alternative it felt different it felt different and the ways it felt different were it felt more adult yeah i mean right like it felt like a more adult wrestling product um they were not hindered by a pg rating uh and they signed a big wwe talent a guy they took him right from wwe in the prime of his career he showed up got the pop so they effectively already stole a talent yeah and they took a WWE veteran who let's be honest none of us really liked Dustin Rhodes right right uh and he had the best match of his career at 48 outside of the banner of WWE yeah or 49 whatever um and that was because they let these guys felt like do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh it was easy to buy. It was easy to watch. I streamed it. It was HD on my computer. My computer's a little older now, my laptop. I gotta replace it pretty soon. It came in the streamed, looked awesome. They had a bajillion OMG moments on this show. Double or nothing was a major win for AEW and the timing was fantastic at a time where WWE's ratings are in the toilet people are unhappy with the product um so anyway i mean i got a lot to say newman so before i just steamroll you entirely mm -hmm. um anything you want to say orange cassidy he's fantastic did you see the spot this guy yeah, yeah. This guy, right? So I'm watching it. My girlfriend is clowning, and she's like, "This is just clown work that he's doing, like uh, his like comedy spots um, <clears throat> to give this guy some bona fides." Yeah. Um, so Bryce Remsburg, first of all, yeah. Uh, this is a guy. He's a Philly guy. He was in a sketch team called Secret Pants in yeah. Philly. Hilarious team. Uh, so I knew him just kind of tangentially when I was in the scene there. Yeah. So and he's he, been around, he's been around UCB. Uh, yeah. uh, he's a, he's, a, he's a guy who's around. Yeah. yeah. And so, but hearing JR say bright, the Bryce Ramsberg, right. Is really surreal. But I asked him once, I was like, I was like, who you got to start it. I was like, hypothetically, you're starting a sketch team with five wrestlers. Right. Who's on your sketch team. And orange Cassidy was one of the guys that he named. Right. This is like years ago. Wow. Uh, so it was cool to like, see this guy get like a, a, a cool spot. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, trending guy, on Twitter. He's great. He did something I really. He had a match uh, on Facebook Live. Yeah, it was like uh, like a horror film. It felt like kind of like from Halloween Two when they're like, going through like the basement of the hospital. Oh yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. that. And he wrestled some guy. I didn't even know. I just I saw like the live stream happening. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's my kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, but um, 
and we'll get into the more micro details of Double or Nothing because I actually have my real time notes. Oh yeah. As I was watching, was taking notes. And I was like, ah, this sucks to take notes. I want to just like watch and enjoy, but I was like, I have too many things. So like some of these notes are like, I'm not even going to disagree with them, but we'll do that. But let's talk about more of the, uh, uh, we're going to talk about just some big notes about AEW, like broader strokes. And then I want to talk about the Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley shoot. Yes. Talk is Jericho. And then we'll get into the real time stuff. Um, um, Okay. So. I, I just want to say this whole thing, it, it felt weirdly reminiscent of the reaction to AEW, felt weirdly reminiscent to the like Game of Thrones this past season. Mm. Uh, like the thing we were talking about last week. Of So people were ecstatic about it yeah. and having extreme reaction of like WWE <laughs> is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's WWE is a sinking ship. And like the same thing of like just saying Game of Thrones sucked, right. and then we immediately had the other reaction, which is, which is the reaction I tend to like less, is the thing of like, all right, guys, one pay per view, right. like we had like Starcade, whatever, like all uh, and all the examples of renegade pay per views and wrestling events that people thought were gonna be altering, uh, uh, and it's like well, let's pump the brakes now. There is complete validity to that, mm-hmm. but I don't like when people want to like squash the way people feel. This is more of a movement than anything, and I really think, I really think that this is, uh, this is a real thing, mm-hmm. like. I, I even think it's different than WCW because of the time we live in. Like it is equivalent to WCW in the in fact that it's a Turner Television deal that's going to directly compete with WWE, even though they're not saying they're competing. Uh, even though they should just directly embrace that, yeah. like because they are, because yeah. they talked a lot of shit during this pay per view, or they did a lot of signaling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, people are upset with people love professional wrestling. We love professional wrestling. And they're upset with what's happening on WWE. The storytelling is very sloppy. The product is very, it is, it's very, listen, it has its highs. There's a lot of it. There's higher quantity of it. But at times it does feel watered down. It does feel like because we like wrestling so much and because we like a lot of this talent so much, we accept things that happened for them that were critical on of the podcast. And people are like, I'm sick of watching this thing every week. And that I, and I don't, I'm, I'm like, I'm like hate loving it or whatever. Like, you know, they're in that weird spot. So to see something that spoke to people like that, they got really excited. And maybe they say things like WWE's dead. And maybe that is an overreaction, but maybe the overreaction is becoming from a real place right. of like, I want to watch wrestling and I want to watch a more adult wrestling product. And I want it to have the attitude, right? literally the attitude that I that made me a fan in the first place. Right. I think that what somebody is saying when they say WWE is dead, right? That's just like an extreme version of what they really mean, which is that AEW is obviously now a bigger threat than anybody anticipated. Right. And just think about intent. Be a wrestler for a second. Right. People are saying things extreme, but what does they actually mean? What they mean is this is the, uh, this is the alternative I've been waiting for. Right. I, I, this is the, uh, uh, right. And I can watch this weekly and maybe I think some people are, and, and some people I know are not even watching WWE who are, who are wrestling fans. I know people who go to PWG every single month, you know, who are 
New Japan World subscribers mm. haven't watched a Raw in years. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those fans now have a home, and we should be happy for them. Yes. And the beauty is, I have a, I have a new home. It's AEW and WWE. Right. I have just more wrestling to Joint watch. Joint custody. Absolutely. Yeah. And the byproduct that the one thing that will suck is what will happen in WCW, which is. WWE? In w, when WCW oh, was around, right, right, right. like during that time, it was like, oh, I didn't get to see Goldust wrestle Stone Cold in their prime. Right. Like, I was like, oh, it sucks. They're in different federations. Like, you know, it has that effect. The fact that, like, the best football player wasn't in the NFL, it was in the XFL. Right. You'd be like, you know, that would feel that that's like, ah, you want to see them go toe to toe. But listen, that's a byproduct of WWE, uh, of WWE, not fulfilling uh, the itch of all of their talents. And look, I think one thing we got to... Alright, two things. This is different than WCW and a bigger deal than WCW because of social media. Yes. Because now we live in a world where every... Uh, you know, you can uh, listen. Let's not get into a net neutrality here, but right. ultimately, the internet is a democracy, right? You know, and if someone who's an AEW wrestler can get eyes on their stuff, they got the same uh, resources as WWE to an extent. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, look, that's not totally true, but I'm saying AEW seems to has enough resources to really like uh, uh, to turn some heads. Uh, and get it, people's attention. So that's really cool. Um, and I think that uh, the cons put their money where their mouth was. Yeah. This thing looked sharp. So if they keep the quality the same, and if you know Tony Khan is a huge mark, I've watched countless interviews with this guy. He's not stopping. <laughs> this guy's not stopping. He's a, he's. Can you imagine? He's my age. He's a fucking bajillionaire. And he's a huge wrestling mark since he was a kid. And now he... Gets to sit down every day at a creative desk. He sits down at the table. Is him, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Chris Jericho, the, Cody. Yeah. They sit down and probably Brandy, and that's probably the team. And they sit down and they book wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. See, this guy's. Like, that's not even working. People are like, this is Vince. People, I think people's view on this whole thing is is a little incorrect. Mm-hmm. Everyone's view of this. Including Dean Ambrose, uh, I keep calling him Dean Ambrose. John Moxley. What's his real name? John. I don't know. Trevor. John Trevor. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Trevor. I think his name's Trevor Noah. Uh, it, it, it. Everyone's view on it is, look, Vince. Um, it's kind of like, look at Vince. He fucked up so bad, and that because of that, he created AEW or whatever. Right. And my view on it is kind of like actually. Vince did such a good job creating a wrestling empire that now uh, inev- this was an inevitable thing is that someone else is going to want in on the game because he paved the way of this industry. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you, even if you're like a, this is America, you know, like uh, people are going to be reverse engineering your product forever, trying to make their own version on it. Right. You know, uh, it's like, I'm trying to think of like, you know, we don't even, do we even need examples, but like, look at MySpace and fucking Facebook, right? right? It's like, well, at the time, MySpace was, uh, you know, everyone at MySpace, everyone at MySpace, and then uh, Facebook, 
made a better, easier way to do it. Right. A way that was like hitting, we didn't have to code HTML, you know what I mean, to, to have uh, your own page on there. Yeah. It was more user-friendly, and boom, it took off. It's MySpace is dead. That's that's it, right? right. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but it actually, it's spun from people being like, "Oh, so oh, social media is real. Cool. I want to get in that game." Right. So look, now I'm giving like a basic capitalism uh, uh, and competition lesson, but I actually think it's more. I'm just making the point that this is more of a product of Vince creating an empire. Well, it's it's because uh, if WWE to like grab by this, right? Right. Like if WWE for the last uh, thirty years hasn't been uh, the driving force in this industry, keeping the industry alive, right. keeping it on TV, keeping it in pop culture, keeping it part of the zeitgeist, then then there wouldn't be the same level of interest in professional wrestling as a medium, as an art form, as there is now, which right. allows people to, like, you know, if Tony Khan, what would Tony Khan be watching as a little kid, Mark, if it weren't for Vince and WWE, right? So there is, you have to pay the respects where it's due. Right. Uh, to yin and a yang, man. Everything's mutually arising. Everything's related to one. It's not one or the other. Yeah, I, I, I think everyone has such a linear, uh, like a linear view on this thing that it. it, it we're kind of missing the point, which is that wrestling is growing. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's I historic think, right now. Yeah, it's right. And we said it. Look, we've been saying it on here for a while, which is like the next five years are going to be the best for wrestling. And it's even bigger than I, not even bigger than I thought. I, I, I thought this would happen. Right. I mean, I, I'm not even that surprised. You know, um, I'm surprised that TNT is going to have a two hour. Honestly, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> Because live TV is the only thing that makes money now. Right. I mean, WWE signing a mega contract with Fox like that, everyone's going to be looking at that money. If people follow the money, that's what America is, you know? So anyway, I mean, I think that Vince has this thing where it's that line from Dark Knight, which is like, like you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain or yeah. whatever, and like he ha he's not dying a hero. No, you know what I'm saying. He's, he might not be dying. Uh, 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 <laughs> Period. Right? Yeah, I'm saying he's now lived long enough to become the enemy. Yeah, and that's just the deal. Which is when you hire this many people, you have finite amount of TV time. Uh, creatively, you have to protect your product. You have a brand. You're publicly traded. I think he becomes the bad guy, and actually, I want to pivot into, I mean, I have a note here about Ru Vince Russo thinking WWE's involved in AEW, which I think is just Vince bullshit. Russo has worms in his brain. He's actual bullshit. He's a and fucking heat. idiot. He's just trying to get heat. He's a moron, but, and uh, I'd rather not talk about Vince Russo. Yeah, me either, but he's definitely a bull. I, I mean, moron, I, I don't really know much about the guy. All I know is that he's like positive WWE is involved, and I'm like, no. He's All you need to know about him is he's like any other conspiracy idiot. Right. He interprets the realm outside his understanding as a conspiracy. This is a sickness of the brain right. that, that he has. And so I would rather not even talk about this loser. No. Um, Which he is. Yeah. Oh, my shoulders hurt. I, was, uh, I, uh, I started wearing a, a weight vest to uh -huh. run. Yeah, yeah. So I'm running with weight on me. Oh, yeah. yeah it's like this. It's. It's a boy. I wear this vest and it's like heavy as shit. Yeah, and it's it's like a steel plate in the middle. Yeah, the dealer like chest protector. Shirt. Anyway, dealer brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like a dealer brown. Yeah. Like or like if like Roman Reigns actually had a vest. Like, <laughs> if he had a functional vest, right. not just a little piece of plastic. Yeah. 
God, uh, I heard Reigns in an interview one time being like, someone was like, well, you're wearing like uh, like armor, right? And he's like, armor, man, you should feel it. The thing's so thin. You're like, <laughs> That's not the point, man. Like, the, the point is like, you're covering your whole chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, and I want to pivot. So, Vince, I want to pivot into this John Moxley tell-all interview on Talk is Jericho. Yeah. Came out this morning. Uh, it's like an hour and a half or something like that. And he talks about leaving WWE. Uh, and um, it's very interesting specifically to the stuff that I've said on this podcast. He directly talks about all the stuff that I was, I was frustrated <laughs> with him. Yeah. And he was as frustrated with it. But I want to just talk about Vince. Is that like... I actually heard this interview and he's talking shit about Vince and I actually thought Vince came off like kind of a nice a nicer version of Vince than I had heard. Right. Like he was painting Vince like there was times where he was like well yeah there was times where he was like oh Vince is like manipulating and stuff and I was like I didn't feel I wasn't sure that that's what Vince was doing. Sure. I think what Vince was trying to do was just uh, get through to him or like be like hey here's what I here's why I think that and he was had kind of a, a sour attitude towards it, but but my point was that he said, oh, when, when Dean was leaving, he said, oh, Vince was emotional about it, and I've heard this before, that Vince gets, like, when he feels, like, sad when people leave, and also, um, I, I think that, I, I, I'm just saying that he's not gonna book Vince makes a lot of mistakes, right? But I, I, it's really difficult to uh, run a show like that. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, inconceivable how hard it must be to produce live television every single week, two different nights, that many, I mean, 215 people under contract. I can't even begin. There's not an analogous situation in my life. Right. So here now, a lot of the, we'll get we'll get we're gonna be we're gonna go in on not in on Vince, but I mean we're gonna I'm gonna criticize Vince. I'm just saying right yeah. now as a softer thing before we get into all this bad stuff that John Moxley had said. I just felt some compassion for Vince as a boss. Sure, listening to it, where it was like, hey, here's what I think. Like specifically, he's like creatively. Here's where I just see your character going. This is what I see, and it's like, oh, you don't see it, but I'm trying to convince you of it, and we're trying to work it out. And then he saw that as controlling. It's like, well, is it controlling or are you the boss? Right. You know, it felt like very one sided in that way. But um, okay, uh, 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 yeah. Now, um. Okay, so I would say this Moxley interview was, I thought it was pretty respectful, right? Right. I don't think it was like, oh, if anyone frames it, that's just to like get a YouTube click of like, he shoots on WWE and like shits on, I think that he did it say something's pretty harsh. I did think all his jabs at Vince were kind of unnecessary because it was like, guy, like you're not... <laughs> I mean, this is slightly kayfabe, but I was like, you're not, why not, this is not what punk, you're not punk. Right. Right. Like punk is, punk is punk. The reason punk got so over one of the most over wrestlers of all time is because he is that guy. Like right. he is an asshole, right. you know, and he is a guy who has like, no, like he's, he kind of has like no respect for people and, uh, and is like, yo, fuck that guy, whatever. But Moxie, you could tell, is a more compassionate, like, sensitive dude uh -huh. and was more frustrated. So there were times where he, like, jabbed at Vince that felt false to me. Sure. It felt like, oh, I think I'm supposed to do this. But he also was, like, tiptoeing in a way. 
right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the sense I got of him tiptoeing was more so that he was. I mean, he said uh, he was trying to be objective, and so and so I took it as like he was like kind of par- parsing his words to make sure that he was not becoming emotionally right. charged about something that meant a lot to him. Um. But I asked you, yeah. I texted you, and maybe I have your answer. Yeah. Do you believe, did, did you believe him listening to that? Because it came across to me as it was a lot of like, not really taking responsibility for anything. Like it was all Vince, it was all creative, it was just everything they tried to get me to do was garbage, and I was trying my best, but man, I couldn't do it because you know how they are. Like, did you believe him? or Or... You know, it's tough to say. I knew I was listening to one side of a conversation. And that's kind of what the point I was dancing around with the Vince thing is that like, I know if I heard Vince, I'd be like, oh, here's the reason. And I think what I would hear from Vince if I talked to Vince, which is he would be like, hey, well, Dean is a he's an interesting talent. You know, uh, he, uh, you know, he communicates his own ways, a weird energy. And we're trying to tap into that because he kept saying like, this is you, right? This is you. And I understand why, if I was Vince, why I would think this character has to act, uh, kind of nuts uh, or like crazy or like weird because that's like he feel he felt like weird mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I'm not convinced here's what I would say is like I think that Vince did push that on him but I'm not convinced and we'll see because right now it's time buddy that's yeah. why I'm so excited for him to be in AEW because I'm like now dude you have freedom now so show me what you're talking about yeah and 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 I would love to be proven wrong is I I thought I felt like what he wanted to do was like I don't I think Vince was like what is it like yeah. I didn't know what it was because he didn't sense. communicate he didn't you know we have this thing in comedy uh, me and my wife will talk about jokes right and we'll go she'll tell a joke and I'm like I'm like ah, I don't like that joke she goes well do you have a alternative joke. And then I'm like, no, I don't. I just don't like that one. And then she goes like, well, that's not helpful. Right. You know, like in a writer's room, if you say, I don't like that joke, and then you don't even try to offer a rebuttal or something like that, that's just being negative. Yes. And I felt like it was a lot of like, this is dumb, that's dumb. And then he didn't say like, here's the cool idea I wanted to do. Yeah. I didn't walk away like, yeah, that would have worked. I can't tell you where I got this, but the, the idea of feedback falls into four different areas. Right. One is specific, positive. General positive, specific negative, and general negative. Right. And you never want to give general negative advice or, or, or feedback to anybody. Right. Because you don't learn anything from it at all. It's right. just general and and like, hey, don't do that. So did you hear, I like that. Yeah. I, did you feel like applying that? Did Well, did you feel like he had, did Dean say anything in this interview? Any, did he pitch, he's like, here's the idea I wanted to do and no. this would have been cool. Did no. you? Did, are there things I'm forgetting? No. That's what I was going to say is that it seemed like he... I was waiting for him to be like, this is how I saw the character of Dean Ambrose. And this is why I think Dean Ambrose wouldn't say these things, but he didn't, right? It was all just like, Vince couldn't figure me out. And Vince was pitching stuff that I didn't like and I had to fight against it. It's like, well, who are, what? What is your what is your game? What is your gimmick? And I will also say he was saying to a lot. What is your game? Right, like that. He he did say one thing. He was like, "Oh, I was kind of be like a John McClane," but I think he meant like that's when he was lunatic fringe, and that did come across, right? Right, because he dressed like uh, Die Hard. Right, it's also a really fucking stupid interpretation of the John McClane character. Right, he didn't say no. He said okay. He said I got over on my own, and then once it caught on, then they put their hands on it. So that means that when the shield broke up the first time, and he became lunatic fringe, uh-huh. 
that is what his, his he's like, once I started selling merch. Uh-huh. So he started selling that the DA shirt, the one you have, yes. right? That the Ambrose asylum, like that when he was Lunatic Fringe, that was him. He yeah. said that, that that was his vision, right? Right. So then he didn't say anything about like here and here's what I wanted to do and here's what they did. Because he was saying a lot of times he would say things were stupid and they'd be like, that's stupid. And I was like, I didn't think that was such a bad idea. Right. Uh, some of the ideas were uh, uh, like, like, uh, fuck, what was one of them? Like, you know, I hate it. Like all the gas mask stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't like either, but yeah, fuck. What was that thing he said? Well, he claims that was Vince's idea, right? Right. That that was like Vince interpreting his character as like, sort of like, uh, uh, somebody who just says the crowd is smelly and like, he seemed to be frustrated with the generalness of that as well. Yeah. So it, yeah, and I'm I, I'm like, well, then what what is? Because let's be honest. Then he the day he left WWE, he produced a video, and it sounded like the video, the John Moxley video he put out was like a jailbreak, and it sounded like he had the guy pitched it to him. Right. Hey, it's like a jailbreak. So yeah, yeah, just do that. He didn't. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 like yeah. that, he gave the creative to this other guy to make. Right. And he's like, I paid him, and I we got you know. And I'm like, I, I didn't totally understand that. Yeah. So I was a little bit like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. That video is not like anything special. It's kind of like generic and corny. Right. And then he wrapped barbed wire around his arm, but he doesn't do anything extreme. Like in wrestling, you can't show barbed wire unless you are gonna do extreme shit. Now, he might. Start doing some. I see he's gonna wrestle Janela. Yeah, I mean, no way he's gonna out hardcore Joey Janela, but maybe I'm wrong. But if we get into double or nothing, my note here we're not there yet, but is I saw Kenny take a bump. Yeah, I saw him stand atop. I saw classic Dean Ambrose to me. Other guys taking the bumps he won't take, like he's not yeah, taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him jumping the pencil jump. You know when you jump into the pool, the pencil? Oh, yeah. That's the definition of a DNA. Now, all right, I'm being really critical of him, but so I'd say creatively, he did yeah. not show me alternatives where I was like, oh, that's where you want it to go? So all I hear is a guy who had a bad match with Ziggler at SummerSlam when he had, was the champion, uh, had a bad match with Brock at WrestleMania 32, blamed Brock for that match. Uh, I'm not convinced of his attitude. I've said it a million times. Right. And this interview didn't convince me that he had good ideas. He sounded like the guy who you kick off your sketch team. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> because right, you're yeah. like, he's just shooting down every idea. Right. And Vince felt like the guy being creative. Now, that's one side of this thing. Yeah. This sounds like I'm coming down hard on him. The rest of the interview, a lot of other aspects of it, I was really interesting. And I felt really, I felt for him. Specifically, he talked about coming in on Mondays and having a sick stomach feeling. I completely. Oh, yeah. I was going to say to you. What? Dean Ambrose yeah. threw up the X at work. He did throw up the X. He had the sick feeling going into work. He's like, I'm fucking done. He threw up the X. He did throw up the X. Yeah. You're right. He th- and this is the, actually the primo example yeah. of throwing up the X. He was like, yo, I just, I, I, and so he came in, he had that sick feeling that he's going to be, and look, the WWE creative process, he said this direct quote. He said, your, cre- WWE, he said, your creative uh, process sucks. Change it. <laughs> he said, change it. Yeah. yeah. And he described WWE as like, I don't even know how it works. This right. is a, Top, top marquee poster talent. One of their top, arguably top five guys. Yeah. Right? In the, on the roster. 
And he's like, I don't know how the creative process works. And to me, the thing that dawned on my brain was I thought about SNL, which mm. is I always make the metaphors there. You know, we have a lot. We 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 have a lot of friends. Look, we're in the world of people who get cast on SNL. Okay, right. And okay, okay, <laughs> all right. Chris Kelly was the head writer. Everybody, you know, we love Chris Kelly, right? We love the Chris other, Kelly. The other two, you watch that Comedy Central, uh, and he was my mod director. You know, like he directed my sketch team for a while. Like, and he was the head writer of of. SNL. Like, that's the world we're in, right? Yeah. And I, I'm not saying him specifically, by the way, this feedback. This is just a general thing you hear, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've been in green rooms with SNL cast members, and you, yeah, they're all frustrated the same way as WBs. Now, part of that is because this is a big corporate job, mm -hmm. you know? But you can give, uh, but, but, WWE from this, I heard it's like uh, SNL's process is they all pitch sketches and then sometimes they get shot down, they don't do them, and then that's it. But you still are creating your own stuff. Right. Right? Right. So WWE is treating professional wrestlers like actors. Uh huh. And they're not actors. They're not there to play your role. They're they're professional wrestlers. They're they are characters right and they have to bring themselves to it yeah and if you're if dean ambrose says i don't know what the creative process is either he's just so out of the loop that they were like didn't include him which i wouldn't be surprised by right. the way. <laughs> uh he seems fringe like uh, they gave him fringe for you know right or uh you know or the process is really broken yeah uh vince mcmahon think about this guy who is Let's just put, all right, he's doing a show, a Monday show, Tuesday show, completely hands-on every single week, uh, every report, even Dean said like he'll die in the chair, he's not going anywhere, he has his hand in every single bucket of this show, plus he's starting up the XFL again. There's no way you can properly control, create have good quality control of the creative on your show when you're doing that many jobs hands-on. Yeah. If you're treating WB like a mom-and-pop shop, now you need to have people you trust and you need to really trust them. Yeah, and it also is a sign of a of, a, of someone who isn't really an effective leader or an effective boss. Like if you can't... Part of being a boss is having faith that you've picked the right people right. to... Uh, to to control the things that are beyond your control, and he uh, evidently doesn't even have faith in himself that he picked the right people, and that's not a great leader. No, and I'm saying that's where I felt for Dean Ambrose, and I felt for him in a lot of this. And I think he's saying, was he being truthful? Yes, I think he was. I don't think he was blatantly lying. I do think he saw things a little one sided. And I think he was definitely emotional. You know, I think he had like a this. This felt kind of like the. The, like the girlfriend who you break up with, but she broke up with you like a year ago by the way she was treating you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like, or like that. He's like, you know, but yeah, if you're ever, did you hear the whole, that stuff was infuriating to even hear. Yeah. He's being handed a shit script two seconds before and then it's like jockey, you have to politic and like be like, oh, can I get to Vince? And it has to go to Every creative decision is going yeah. through Vince, a billionaire, yeah. running the XFL also. There's no, he has a huge roster of talent. It's actually impossible. Yeah. And 
Um, the next thing I'll say is like, as someone who, I don't know who the writers are there, like whatever, I have some friends who are writers, and the people I know who are writers there are all like really good uh, people, but like, I had a weird thing where like, when I was going to interview at WB, they like, I mentioned I have a manager, mm-hmm. and they were like, we don't deal with managers, like they were, like we don't deal with managers. You know why? So they can fuck people over. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, so I can't imagine they're attracting the best people they could get if their whole thing is like, we don't like, oh, what flavor? Lime. Duh. Yeah. I mean, if they don't like, they don't want talents who have managers. Mm -mm. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like cult leaders, right? Like preying on people who are like uh, susceptible because they're, they don't have, they don't, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of unhealthy, you know? Um... Yeah, so, uh, you know, so that, it's like, all that is like, yeah. I, I I felt for Dean, I was really happy he got away from it, because it was like, when he was talking about that whole, like, ino- inocu- like uh, the, the, inoculation, the, the inoculation, but was that, I guess we'll call it the inoculation storyline, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, the gas mask stuff, and you're like, he thought it was stupid, I was like, yeah, it fucking sucked, man, yeah. it was like, it was the whole thing was a drag. His whole heel turn was a drag, and his comeback did suck. Like, yeah. it, like he was gone for a while, and it did. It they they had every opportunity. He was a hundred percent right too. It's like just yeah. hit the music, and I'll come out. That is small, but that would drive me nuts. Like yeah. that pop. It's like you, you know. But okay, that small writing thing. That stuff's always gonna happen. But a professional wrestler should be able to read a crowd, be live with a crowd and get over and not just read a script in front of a, 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 a whole, you know, crowd. Now it's, I, I felt for him, I felt for him creatively. Mm-hmm. I know we've saw the stuff he gets handed. Yeah. But a lot of times he'd be like, that joke sucks. Like, it's like he, he one of his big complaints, he was like, Oh, uh, he was like, they're going to say pooper scooper, you know? Right. I think, you go pooper scooper. Uh, it's like uh, he's like I had to get that out of the script. Get it to Vince. Get it approved, but not notice he's taking it out. This is gonna drive the talent mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give them the scripts. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but then they also and find then out let them not. They could do them looser, right? And then also find out <clears throat> that uh, apparently there's creative meetings, and then like the closer it gets to the show, those meetings get smaller and smaller and smaller until it's just Vince. Triple H and like John Laurinaitis right. or whoever, and then even then, out of that meeting, more changes can happen that don't even involve the right. creative team. You know, and it's just clear that like Vince, you know, Triple H is not even a young guy anymore. You know, right. he's like fifty years old. Yeah. I mean, this company, he should be running this company every week at this age. Or like, yeah, I mean, he's got NXT, but I mean, he's done a great job. He's extremely proven. Mm-hmm. It's time to fucking. Knight the Prince, you know what I mean? It's time to play the game. Whatever, it's time to play, as a matter of fact, it's time to play the game. You know, he's done everything right. Yeah. You know, and he's got, for everything people say shitty about Triple H, he's got the respect. So this process, him saying, I don't know what the process is, and saying your creative process sucks, uh, I felt for him, but I did hear a lot of, him every time it came to like what he wanted to do, him being like, you know, I was gonna, I had a couple other things, but isn't that? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear these hear ideas yeah. that you didn't want. Yeah, I didn't hear you giving those other things. So I thought that was one uh, side of it. I didn't feel like he was buried on his way out. 
Uh, I know he lost some matches to guys who are staying, but is that being? I don't know if that's buried. Yeah, he went out pretty even. Jericho head high. was like, even Jericho, Jericho said it. He's not, and then he was like, "Well, it's a matter of perspective or whatever it was." It's the way you look at it, right? And there was one story he told where I was like, "What's the?" Pro-? I didn't even know what the problem was. Right. Really. Yeah. So look, uh, I I think also one other thing I thought was really interesting. He's like, "I was paid five hundred dollars for that Shield special." He was like that last one, and he's like, oh, WB does a thing where they do a fuck you on the way out. They paid Jericho, like, the last show he did, they gave him a $500 check, Chris <laughs> Jericho, just because he was leaving. Yeah. They don't know what they're getting paid. You need unions. Right. Like, you can't not, you right. need standard rates. Yeah. Like, as an actor, yeah. I know what I'm getting is a day rate, and there's times, listen, like, I, I, they have to pay me within a certain windows, or they pay penalties. I've gotten penalties for stuff, like... Creative people need to be protected. Yeah. You know? And for all of these reasons, all these mistakes that Vince has made, some of the mistakes he's made are uh, flat out irresponsible, mm-hmm. flat out illegal. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, um, and, uh, um, uh, and, uh, are, are, responsible directly for AEW. Yeah, I was just going to say, say it's kind of uh, beautiful in a way that like everything Vince did right and everything Vince did wrong led to AEW. And not to mention that it's weird how these two things kind of toe party line in a weird way. Like yeah. uh, WWE is a very red product like yeah. uh, 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 as an I, organization. I, I mean, I will say that Tony Khan did donate a million dollars to Donald Trump's uh, 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 campaign. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Tony is or his dad? I, I, I think it's Tony. Maybe both. But yeah. It's definitely his dad. Somebody in the cons uh, uh, definitely did. You know what? To be and, honest. And I think Cody, I think, is uh, was also kind of a, a voted for him. But I mean, right. whatever. Your well, vote whatever. is your vote. Listen, I, I I'm not even that. making this a political thing. Even yeah, though yeah, I yeah, am, yeah, but yeah. I'm not. Voting for somebody is one thing. Donating millions of dollars to the campaign is another. Right. And also, what Trump... As become as president was di- people what people voted for is a symbol of like hey I just tow the Republican line yeah. and because these are big business owners and Cody's from Georgia right. that's more of like a re- that, that's more their environment then Trumpism became a whole different thing uh, right. prob- yeah, arguably post Charlottesville right right but that's a whole different discussion but I'm saying like they 1099 right pay their employees they don't have unions right, right? Uh, they're you know where. They uh, are not. They don't seem to be embracing change, except for one. A uh, one straight guy wears rainbow colors. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's uh, all. It's all symbolic. Or not symbolic. It's all. Uh, what's the word? Like um, they let uh, young. What's his name? Derek. I forgot Derek his name. They let him go. He was uh, their first openly gay wrestler. Right. Right. Um, it's all. What's the word I'm looking for? It's all sort of like. Um, uh, pageantry. Pageantry. Oh, right. It's like not real. Pageantry. It's pageantry. Wow. It's like uh <laughs> it's bread and it's bread and circuses. It's hey, what flavor is that? Dime. Law. It's just it's not it's like uh yeah, I'll think of the word. Ah, I'll so think of fucking the word. delicious. It's very good. What a great beverage. It's a very tasty, uh, refreshing beverage. LaCroix. Yeah. It, it it tastes like just a little like a hint of lime. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They nailed it. <sighs> I mean, you think we're sponsored, but we're not. It sounds like a, uh, this is totally unrelated, kind of. But it's like I love the way Jericho goes I, into 100%. commercials. I, I was thinking about that. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, like, I want to talk about this next topic, but you know what's really annoying? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's really annoying. But you know what's more annoying? 
bugs in your house. <laughs> you're clearly post recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Jericho. Fuck. I mean, we didn't even get to Jericho yet. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, we got to do a, a whole cow summit app. Yeah. Post double or nothing. I mean, Jericho on his way to being a ninety-five by the end of his career. Yeah. I mean, he's he's up. He, Jericho, I think by the end of his career will be like same level as like Taker. I sure. mean, I, I just think he's 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 just headed there. I mean, if you look at it too, I mean, if you want to make that direct comparison, like Taker, how many times has Jericho successfully reinvented himself versus? How many times has The Undertaker been the American badass and then went back to the fucking yeah, other Undertaker? I, I, I think also Jericho, the big argument for Jericho is he's the he's the modern day uh, uh, like pro wrestling uh, uh, model. Like he's yeah, the yeah. like got his hands in everything. He lives a full kayfabe existence outside of it. Like right. on the podcast. Um God, I that love that intro? he went, I love that. He goes like, this was recorded. And then, by the way, I'm not even sure it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not even yeah. sure. He, he, Jericho, he Jericho says, this was recorded before Dean Ambrose gave me a dirty deeds and yeah. double or nothing. And I'm like. Yeah, if he was here right now, I would slap him in his face. Yeah. But as a journalist, uh, <laughs> it's a great interview. <laughs> boy, boy, do I love Jericho. Um, Yeah, so, you know, uh, and I'm saying now you have like double or nothing. You have uh, AEW with a. The, at the four, at the at the uh, the the two heads, there's an interracial couple, right. you know, uh, who are committed to diversity, equal pay. AOC uh, retweeted Cody Rhodes. Absolutely, and I think that's where we should go. Look, I think that the interview, the John Moxley interview, is a must listen to yes, um, yes, interview. Good. I it, think that it's better than a Stone Cold interview. <laughs> wow, the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's just tough for me because I'm just so excited to see where Dean goes because I. And I gun to the head. Yeah, I think he'll always. I think he'll be over. Like it's. Not, he's. Not, I'm not saying he's gonna like be. I don't think he's the next double or nothing. He's gonna be on the battle royale. Like right. I don't think that. I think he's gonna be a big star and a champion in AEW. Yeah. But I don't think you're all gonna be a big fan. Yeah. Oh, also, before we move on. Yeah. MJF. Yeah. Fantastic. Is, that was like a character from. I think you should leave. It reminded me of a Tim Robinson character. The yeah. line where he's like, oh, you like that he's a horse? Well, let's talk about horses for a second, huh, folks? Direct. It was like a direct. I think he's 23. The- Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, he's going to be a big star. I got to say, my one tweak on NJF uh, is uh, lo- I think you should lose the Burberry scarf. Yeah. Because I understand that, like, that character would wear it, but Burberry, you think, is out of fashion. Yeah. And I think that. Get a Pendleton, bro. It's timeless. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he should. Like, I think it's like, uh, but also, like. Maybe I, it's just like heel heat, wearing something dorky because it's going to make people hate you. Well, I think the whole thing is that they're like expensive scarves right mm-hmm. so but like i associate them with british people too sure. it's i thought ex- he was british yeah before i heard him no speak. he's from long island i know, I know. his last name's friedman yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's friedman I, I i think he's a i just I, I love the scarf but i think he's too worried about wearing a scarf that looks like too jericho-y oh right i think he should up the his scarf game okay yeah. but um, a very minor compl- yeah. uh, complaint for a guy who i think has a incredibly bright future in this business yeah um Let's go into Cody. So I'm saying Cody, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, he's he, they, they're leading up all kinds of diverse, like uh, very new age progressive thought to the point where AOC, uh, yeah. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, yep. is retweeting him. 
You know, I'm sorry. That's not an accident. My brain fell out of my mouth when that and happened. He had a quote where he, the, the, in that quote, he says that he said to his wife one time, as a kid who grew up in Georgia, his dad is Dusty Rhodes, you know, in, in the wrestling biz. I'm sure he didn't grow up around the most progressive environment or whatever, right. you know. And uh, he grew up. He said, "I don't see color to his wife." And he said, "Then you don't understand my experience." Yeah. He said that, and it was like, "Oh, could you imagine Vince even knowing?" Like no. that, it's that saying. I don't see color is is not proper. Right. No. You know what I mean. No. Yeah. No. Uh, so I'm saying he's that like he's new. He's with the times. You know. Listen, you can be wherever you are, progress uh, uh, politically, whatever. Blah blah. blah. It's like uh, this. These kind of chains are inevitable, no matter who's in office. Right. Right. You know. Right, right. Social change happens. You can't stop it. Right. So Vince, not. Having one straight wrestler say he's for everyone. Right. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 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 one time, you know what I mean? Uh, is not is not embracing uh, change as opposed to signing an openly gay wrestler. Um, you know, and, trans. And, and, right. Trans, they have a trans wrestler. Like, cool. So my point is that I said this about Cody on the, on the page. Um, I can't understate how fucking great this man is. Mm. And Cody Rhodes, if there's ever a guy who has all the tools, mm -hmm. checks all the boxes to be the next Vince mm -hmm. or to topple Vince, yeah. maybe not financially, but maybe, who knows? Yeah. Anything's possible. But to topple Vince in terms of... Uh, Cachet, coolness. Mm -hmm. Cody, he's young. He's handsome. He has, he's in a gorgeous power, power couple. You know, like he has like, they're like the Kennedys. And look, it sounds shitty. I'm like talking, oh, they're interracial, like that matters. But I'm saying like, right. you know, I think it does matter because she's so involved and brings a different perspective, including a different perspective at that high of a level mm -hmm. is so uh, important. And so with the times, you know, uh, uh, he's he I already said he has the progressive ideas. He's got a chip on his shoulder from the business. Literally, the bad guy company, the WWE, the big company, owns his last name. Right. You know what I'm saying? He has the bloodline, um, and he has the fucking fire. What? What? Like, uh, he's Jon Snow. Yeah. Like he's a real world Jon Snow. If he's I were got him, the story. If I were him, I would, I would, I would be looking into suing WWE to get his last name back. I don't think he has any case because it's a fake name. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure he has. Yeah. I don't what's know. His real last, what's their real last name? Don't know. <laughs> don't know. Don't care. Don't know. Dream, I think. Dream. Please <laughs> dream. Okay. So, um, let's. So, anyway, I, uh, man. So now, now let's get it. Yeah. So, Cody, I mean, all right, I'm debating. Should we get? Yeah, I think. All right, I, I think we should just get into my real time quotes about the uh, uh, about it. But yeah. I just want to say about Cody. Um. Uh, the guy I he I was never like the biggest fan of his, but he he's one of these guys where it's like I got no reason to second guess where he's going. 
You right. know, he's just doing it all. Um, he's doing it all right. So anyway, let's just get into. Uh, um, let's just talk. You know what? We don't have to do this in order because some things I want to talk about more. But let's just get into the Cody versus Dustin match. So I want to say, let's talk about the entrance. This is the thing people want to talk about. Anuman, what do you think of the entrance? Cody's entrance. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you achieve both over the top and on the nose in professional wrestling these days, but he did it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I listen, my complaints with it are extremely minor. Yeah. Uh, I think ultimately it was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was cool. Like take the triple H throne and hit it. Also going after triple H specifically is really interesting. And in my head, it would, you would think it's Vince, you yeah. know? And he, well, here's the thing is he sort of, and he had the attitude killer kind of gimmick. So it was like, Oh, triple H is more, you know, triple H is the attitude. I don't know. Well, I'm happy he did it because what it did was it exposed certain people and the way they think what happened was, so he did that. And the next thing you know, you got dumbasses like Vince Russo being like, I'm too stupid to understand this. So I'm going to assume it's a conspiracy where they're working together because my little brain can't fathom that. Uh, 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 this would happen without like the approval of WWE. Why would they need any approval for that? This is just Vince Russo's dumb ass. That's, right. that's what he thinks. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. And then also other people I saw tweeting where it's like, wow, you know, that's pretty crazy because Triple H and Dusty had a good relationship. So it's crazy that he would do that. It's like, well, bro, I mean, like if they had a good relationship, then Cody probably did that knowing that Triple H really doesn't give a fuck that he did that. It's not right. like Triple H is going to start steaming because he blew up his chair. It, it, it was, it was, uh, it was on the nose, extremely. Yeah. Um, on the nose, up the ass. Ow! Ow! But it didn't, no, it, I was, un, I remain unbothered. I was, uh, what I'm more interested in is what happened after that. Yeah, so, l l l well, what do you mean what happened after that? In the, the match? match? Oh yeah, so let, let, let's, let's, let me talk about my thing with the entrances. Yeah. Really cool idea. Uh, I I I, uh, I didn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. um, I thought Cody looked fucking awesome. And my thing is that I, if I had to design that, mm -hmm. I would have been like he just smashed. I would what I would have done is put a lot of like sand in it or yeah. something that makes it smoke up. Right. You know what I mean? Or something that makes it smoke. And I would have make it. He just smashes the thing apart. Yeah. And he hits it like I think it would just in terms of heat. Yeah. I think it would have got more heat if he was progressively smashing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, you could make the argument it's like sloppy because he just like keeps hitting it. But I think if he just was like screaming at the top of his lungs, being like, it's time to fucking, uh, you know, burn it down. Like kind of like that, you know, not burn right. it down, but like obviously like smashing it to fucking smithereens. Yeah. You know, uh, and then maybe inside of it there was a crown, and mm -hmm. he took it out and put it on or something. Like I would have done something a little like you know that part you could lose, but just smash it up. Yeah, I think that because I think that would have been all more what they're doing. I thought that what they did was a little mini golf mm -hmm. to me. Like he hit one hit and then it like falls bing, apart. Yeah. Bing, like it's like a like a dunk tank effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know you're, right, I mean? you're right. You're and right. I think that made it a little cornier than I wanted, but I think ultimately the point is moot. Yeah, it's still like was done extremely professionally yeah. and looked cool that at the end he like put his arms out. It looked awesome. Um, I would say at the beginning of the match, my first thought was I th feel like Cody should be more jacked. Oh, really? Right? It's a minor, minor thing. I don't think you could get there without enhancements. Well, then, uh, 
Who's to stop him? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. There's no wellness, <laughs> there's no wellness policy here, baby. Well, he was talking about cutting on on his thing, but anyway, it's a minor thing. I just think like if he wants to go toe to toe Triple H, I think there's something about being like f- physically more like as menacing as Triple yeah, H. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's like, oh my god, he's growing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like, oh my god, like Cody's getting fucking huge, but. It's not 100% necessary. It's just a personal preference. Right. He still looked awesome. He still looks really good. Um, uh, he had said in the beginning of the year, if you go look at his post, he posted like being like, 2019, I'm going to really change up my physique or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I didn't think he changed it that much. Like he definitely looked better, but like I thought he was going to start like eat, shoveling food in and getting yeah, like yeah. huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Minor, this match, man, could this have exceeded my expectations more? I really can't think of a time where if you listen to the pod last week, unfortunately for me, I was like, yeah, I care about this match, but like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, it's cool. I'm into it. It's good for the card. But I did not expect me to walk away and be like, it's one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. I literally, I, I literally cried. Yeah. At the end. I mean, it checked all the boxes. The theme of Double or Nothing is checking the boxes <laughs> for me. Yeah. So you're uh, saying it's double. Yeah, not nothing. No, no, no. They definitely, they definitely doubled. They more than doubled my expectations. Yeah. Okay, but uh, like I was saying last week, match of the year was like AJ versus Rollins, and I was like, I don't know if they'll even have a card like this. And like to be honest, I forgot what <laughs> I forgot what what wrestling on television can be. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, I'm still a WWE mark. Like, let's not jump the gun here or whatever. But like. No, that this whole pay-per-view tapped into something that I haven't felt in a long time, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is like why I liked wrestling in the first place. It's kind of been lost. Yeah. You know, uh that doesn't mean WWE doesn't nail it on the head sometimes, but like dude, when I was seeing all that blood and the literal during this match, they literally have the blood from a stone moment with Dustin like gushing blood and you like see blood and not that I need blood for something to be hardcore, but there was an attitude to it. Like, that's what to call it. There was an attitude to it. There was a thing. It was like, this is not for kids. Like, yeah. and I'm an adult. I don't like kid stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm not even like a big Marvel guy because right. it feels like two for kids for mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? Uh, I, uh, I, I felt like during this match, I was like, I mean, if these guys are going to put on shows like this, you know, I really don't need a lot of what WWE is doing in my life. I mean, honestly, yeah. You know, and it sounds not like, I don't even sound like myself. Right. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you and what did you do with Dan? And I'm, I'm saying that when I turn on Raw and SmackDown this week. Yeah. I know that it's an impossible task for them to follow up Double or Nothing, which is a pay-per-view that had like months of, of lead-up. Yeah. And by the way, I said this last time, quantity is not a defense. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, yeah. when people are like, if you have to put on this every week, then don't do it. Right. Maybe it's not. We always talk about off-seasons, and who knows, TNT? I mean, if they announce there's going to be an off-season, right. they're going to fucking... I mean, you know, they're going to smoke WB in terms of like people caring about the weekly show. Right. If it's a season-based thing. Right. And if they're going off of wrestling, uh, off of sports-centric model, then seasons is a natural, even if they take two weeks off, like, three, you know, a month off, right? Right. Um, yeah, but 
so uh yeah i mean like i love i'm saying quantity is not a defense oh my god but i'm Could saying you I imagine love, yeah if they do have a season let's say it's like nine months on three months off right and then yeah. three months everybody's sort of released to go do the indies and then it's like all these aew people are now back in the indie system uh and then they come back like right. just getting heat for themselves, developing shit, bringing new feuds in. I uh, that I didn't even consider that until I just thought of it. And that's right. like to me, that's like the main reason to go seasonal. It's like if these guys are freely able to roam anyway. Once TV's done, have them go out into the world as representatives of AEW, right. and then they all come back for the next season. Right. Yeah, I mean, so it, you know, it just saying is like I was watching Raw and SmackDown, and then I just saw. I saw Baron Corbin and was like, I just don't need this guy. Like, I, I, I you right. know what I mean? Like, I can't watch this fucking guy anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and by the way, I, I've been pretty loose on, I've been pretty, I kind of dug what he was doing as the GM, but that was more like, I was compromising, like mm -hmm. being like, hey, I think that's more interesting than having no one in charge. And he was kind of doing a different mafia thing or whatever. Like, he was like, had like that. I was like, oh, that's fine. Oh, this is all. But, but like, when you watch the stuff, that I was seeing, uh, Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. I'm like, I don't need to see Lucha House Party. I don't need to see but that. But they like to have fun. Right. They love to have fun. Like, I don't need to see the Usos block party or whatever. Like, I don't need, you know? So, I mean, I'm just being completely honest is that I am on an AEW high right now. Yeah. And that's part of what I love about wrestling. It's like, I'm sure... Uh, we'll get back into the Royal Rumble. We'll loop back around. And I won't think two things. It's my prerogative right. to go back and forth. This is not, I, this isn't like, uh, I, I'm not like, you know, I, I always encourage people slap on the shirt of the band you like. Like, with you like this wrestler? You always, this isn't about like sports. Oh, I'm a fan of them, even though in this and that. Like, no. Wrestling is like, oh, I like this guy now. Right. So, why can't that be a federation thing? Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Why can't I be like, now I'm an AEW guy? But I'm saying I'm extremely optimistic after the product I watched. Yeah. And it's really nice from an artist perspective. I am an artist, whether you want to accept it or not, people. <laughs> These people seem so excited and about the work they're doing and they're are, are they're free you know now look as AEW grows and they have to start booking and they'll start realizing the troubles of it and they'll fall it's like you know listen it's that that dark night quote right now they, they live long enough to be the hero or uh, die a hero or live your live long enough to be the villain like right, right now they're the heroes you know the, they got a little it, bit of taste of that too with the, right. the Pac situation right like right. they're starting to see it's like maybe it's like yeah okay egos start to become involved not as easy as you think to book a show so i mean let's talk we we're talking about this cody match i'm saying do you think i said this on the page do you think any chance that coat that vince i'm like vince is smart enough he knows that cody if anyone could do it like that guy ha he knows when somebody has got the like has got has got something going on yeah, and I mean, the only thing I can think is that if complacency, if like complacency has made Vince naive right. to where he thinks he's just untouchable, which is possible, but I don't know how anybody could watch that. You could also just buy AEW. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, 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 I like to think in my head, obviously, I could be a uh, wishful thinking that Vince is like, 
has nightmares on Cody. Like he's like, oh shit, that like this guy can come up. But anyway, American nightmares. When we really think about the numbers and what WWE is, which is a global uh, billion bajillion dollar company, they're going to Saudi Arabia <laughs> next week to make like another. Just $100 million in one night or whatever. $200 million. Who fucking yeah. knows? So when you actually do the math, I'm sure Vince is not on it. But I do think he knows that Cody is got something going on. Yeah. You know. But this match, I mean, God, I was fucking emotional. Yeah. You know? The crowd was so hot. Best wrestling from Goldust I've ever seen. It, yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, did you felt like I was like, yo, when he's like, I need my brother. You're like, I literally Fuck. cried. That was the moment. It was when I, 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 it's like the Simpsons, right? If you slow it down, you can pinpoint the heart. The point is heart ripped in half. Right. It's when he goes, I don't need a friend. I don't even need, what did he say? He's like, I don't need a tag partner. No. I don't even need a friend. And yeah. there was a moment, there was like a beat, like a pregnant pause where, Dustin realized what he was about to say yeah. and he started crying and then Cody said I need my older brother okay. and in his voice cracked yeah. and I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it and I, Me I too. immediately started crying. I'm feeling crying. something. I'm feeling yeah. something right now. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, transcendent. It, it was it was uh, it, it was and he's covered in blood and you know uh, like Dustin I saw him in an interview after and he, you know, he had a couple K Fair blinds. Like, yeah. for example, he said that he he opened up from the spear from Brandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he said that she hit him with the cane first. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't catch it on camera. And I think, by the way, we're being like, you know, we did they their camera work. They messed up a bunch a of bunch. times, a yeah. lot. That's gonna but happen. WWE happens. It happens a lot in yeah. WWE still. Yeah, you know. Uh, but. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, but he was like, oh, that opened me up. So I was like, oh, the blading. So we, we already know he was in a kayfabe style, but he claims that he had no idea that he was going to be wrestling. <laughs> he claims he had no idea he was going to wrestle, uh, like with, uh, Cody against the Young Bucks. Oh, really? Like he claimed that, that he genuine... told him that in the ring. Wow. And, uh, fuck it. I, I want to believe it. I know yeah, it's not true. Yeah, but I'll believe it. Yeah. I want to believe it. You get it. Don't get worked by a worker. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But like, man, like that is so cool that I even believe that or that I'm willing to, I want to believe that. He was like, yeah. he thought that was his last match. The shirt, he has his la last ride. Last ride, yeah. You know? Yeah. And another thing that happened too that, I mean, obviously wasn't, or maybe it was planned. Because he bladed, right? I mean, he he cut his head open. Right? Not only did he blade, I mean, there's two distinct blade cuts. Like yeah. he did a terrible job. Yeah, uh, but the idea, but so then that makes it even un, like a better touch. Like the depth to which they're thinking about this. He comes out, and half of his face is painted red, yeah. and then the other half becomes painted red with his blood to yeah. complete the mask. Uh, that looks just, so awesome. Jesus Christ, man! It was so cool. Yeah, um, uh, uh, man. So yeah, that was great. Cody is just a great storyteller, yeah. and he says that like he's not the best wrestler in the world. He says it, but there was one uh, during that match. They did a superplex off the top rope that was like a little botchy, really sloppy. Yeah, but it reminded me of like the Attitude Era, like directly. It was like right. bloody and like the way Bret Hart. Like sometimes they get tossed, and it was like it didn't look good, and it yeah. wasn't all like acrobatic that way and it was it felt like a fight yeah well i mean this is me being an apologist for this the form in general but right. i think i'm willing to keep my disbelief suspended because it's like well he's bleeding profusely and like i don't even think i could do that completely right. healthy and it's like he slipped and it's like he still got it was like there's a lot you can do to keep yourself into it yeah so i think that uh boy oh boy i, I hate to be listen i'll put myself in the swamp for this 
But uh, uh, Brandy hit the, is. Oh, hit the yeah. button. Hit the button. Sorry. We talked about having a swamp drop, but we never, we, we, we never did it. Figure out what it is. Yeah. Uh, Brandy Rhodes is a gorgeous woman. Yep. Can't disagree. A- and, and I, I hate to be like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. But like, there's a reason the beautiful people are on TV <laughs> and like, you know, they're just, Beautiful people. The beautiful people. The, the beautiful, beautiful people. Oh. <laughs> we love the beautiful people, right? <laughs> we love with the dope show, folks. We love the dope show, don't <laughs> we, folks? We're all. A lot of people are saying we're all we're all stars now in the dope show. We love these stars. <laughs> all right, uh, uh, we're all stars on the dope show. But um, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. to be the face of the company, like. Doesn't hurt to have a beautiful face. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she came out and she like wore her outfits and I was like, oh, she looked like like a modern day like Miss Elizabeth or something. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like she had this sparkly Elizabeth. costume and I was a uh, 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 skirt and top. And like when the pay-per-view started on the pre-show and then the elite came out, I was like, deep. Uh, D, yeah. D, D. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then she came out too, and I was like, oh, she's beautiful. <laughs> like, I, was like, I love this. Yeah. And then I like immediately went to to bleacher to like order it. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, man, these guys are so fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe I bought a shirt. I would bought. We would go. I bought. I remember I I went up to Nick and uh and and uh <laughs> Nick and Peter. Nick was it Matt? Matt. Yeah. Nick and Matt. They were in the ring at PWG, and I went to go buy the shirt from them. And like I was like, I feel like I didn't have. Well, I forgot. I like. I, I, I had less cash than I wanted to and then I was like, hey, and I was like, oh shit, I don't have cash on me. And they're like, yo, no, they're like, no, I was like, I was like, can I take a picture anyway? And they're like, yeah, of course, yeah. And I was like, I promise I'm going to order a shirt online when I get home, which I did. Yes. I went home and ordered the shirt and uh, and they were like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. Like, it's all good. Yeah. And like, look at these guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so fucking, they're just like Rancho Cucamonga. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, like it's cool. Yeah. I'm like so happy I moved out here and I got to see these guys. Like, uh, they're so they're so great. And that's a, so anyway. Um, what did you think about the best friends match? That tag match. Oh, I mean, it didn't stick with me. You? So yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? Trent, first of all, Trent is fucking jacked up. Yeah, He's in fantastic and by the way, everyone shape. knows Trent doesn't like to talk to me. Everyone knows this. Uh, I right. met him two times. Not interested. Not talking interested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, but Trent Beretta. Yeah, Chuck Taylor is. He's a very funny guy. But I, yeah. I think he's going to have a real boom in his career when he turns like forty-five. Yeah. And like, I think I made a text of this to you. Yeah. And like, he ages into his like overall vibe. Like, he's going to have yeah. a renaissance. He's in, a Kentucky gentleman. Yeah, he's going to have a renaissance in his career. When he turns 45, mark my words, timestamp this, take a screenshot, write it down, write it down, put it in your memory book, yeah. put it on your vision board. Yeah. We love manifesting our dreams, don't we, folks? Seems <laughs> <laughs> like you're a little stupid, but you're actually really stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, totally. I mean, look, that match, yeah. th- I would say, so let's get into, let's make sure we don't not cover everything, but. People said that the pay-per-view started, like, the first couple matches were a little, little whatever, yeah. you know. Um, I think that the SEU had that incredible, the thing that's best Meltzer ever. Oh, yeah. That move is fucking dope. Yeah. It is a better Meltzer driver. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, but the match, it started good, but I'm saying, like, then they had that one, and then... Um, 
the the, the Japanese the, women, the Joshi wrestling was the thing for me that like started to turn the tide. That's when, yeah, it started to turn. The the best friends match is good. Uh, listen, I, I gotta be, I gotta just be honest. You know, I'm a body guy. Yeah. I got. I saw Chuck Taylor wrestle at PWG, and everyone was going nuts from it. I was always like, "This guy is a terrible body." Yeah, it's awful. That's and what I mean. Like, Once he turns forty-five, and it makes sense. But why, be why not get in your pro wrestler? Like, I don't get it. I don't know. Because like, he has a body. It's not like genetically bad. Right. He's just a guy who clearly doesn't take care of himself. Right. Uh, you know, he's like a mook from Philly. That's why. Right. Yeah. I'm like, but well, I think is he from Kentucky or no? No, he's lives, that's a gimmick. He's like lives. He lived and wrestled primarily in Chikara. I, I, I know. You know me. There's no excuse up. for that body. I know. I know. I know. Uh, You're an embarrassment, I, bro. Whatever. The least you could say is like I I I I walk the talk. I talk the walk. You know. <laughs> You, I shouldn't have a better body than a pro wrestler. That's true. I'm sorry. Unless you're giving... It, it's just it's just true. Right. Because just to be taking care of yourself, to put that kind of wear and tear, you know what I mean? Right. Anyway. I mean, he's... Oh, never mind. Keep going. Okay. Whatever. All right. I know I'll get shit for... He's a very beloved guy. I'm just giving you... You know, I'm not on here to be dishonest. You know, I just think that the bond is no good. I think he was no more jacked up at one point. When I saw him, he was... Never, this is the worst shape I've seen him in, but it's like... Why would you get him to debut oh, at AEW? K- you should get in worse shape. He's from Kentucky. He yeah, lives yeah. in Philly, though. Okay, I feel like, but anyway, they had a botch, the throne botch. I was like, what that debut? Oh, and yeah. I think we should get into the announcers for a second because I don't. Who shit. was that? That wasn't Excalibur. Was great. So somebody uh, though, I thought Excalibur was great. Who? Uh, I actually thought Jr. People were shitty on Jr., but I actually thought he was good. Um, uh. Here, let's see. I actually forgot to look up this guy's name because I was like, what? I'm sure everyone here announced him. But there was one guy who... I just got to look up his name. Shit, I meant to do this. Oh, the one thing I'll say while you're looking never have any So, Stokely Hathaway is a guy from... uh, Oh, Alex Marvez. Okay, that's his name. Who is this guy? I'm sure know. everyone's gonna give me shit for this, but I was like, "Fucking!" They couldn't get. They probably couldn't get. Maybe Don Callis is under like contract or something. But like, I always thought he was really good. What is this guy's deal? I mean, his announcing was really bad. I thought NFL beat writer for eight years, covered the Dolphins for the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel. He's just like a fucking nobody jabroni. Oh, like he's a sports guy. I knew it. Yeah, of course. I mean, this guy messed up so many times and had no excitement. I, I, I mean, I really, I, I really was not into this guy at all. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Somebody, let me know. I mean, here's the Let biggest me know thing. If you got, okay, I, I got my. Uh, thing here's on the it. biggest thing. But the he, most he egregious thing. He messed up the time, the day. That's like, not even. That's no? not even more egregious to me than what? Because that's fine to me. Yeah. That's like a slip, a slip of the tongue, whatever. The problem I had, and I couldn't tell if it was Excalibur or, or him. I assume, I assumed it was Excalibur. How do I get that job? I assumed it was Excalibur because he said, "Okay, so maybe you, the Jabroni Axe can help me here." The lights go out. They come back on. Somebody with a really unimpressive body is in the ring and somebody else, right? Right. Somebody on the announce team says, I know who this is, but I hesitate to say who. And then the whole fucking time, nobody knows who they are or why they're there because you as an announcer are not explaining it. 
That to me is way more egregious than, oh, I fucked up the date. I knew it. This guy's an NFL guy. I know it. You're not doing your basic job. Tell me who they are. Why is it important they're there? This is that. That to me was the biggest mistake of the entire pay per view. Right. Also, I don't know. I was really unimpressed with the guys who appeared in the ring. Like he looked ridiculous. Like he looked. He looked like a Gilberg version of fucking Ryback. Like it was like, what is happening here? Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know what to say, but I thought, who ex- is that? Who is the guy that sits on the throat with the minions? Who oh, I have is, no idea. I, who they, is I, don't, it? I don't think they even said. No one knows. It, it was a, it was a botch. But all right, anyway, so that that whole thing from I felt like that was when it. After that, then the pay per view became uh, like a twenty out of ten. Yes, from then on yes. out, right? Yes. But like from that moment, it was like, oh, what was that? Oh, this is a botch. And like that, I don't know. That guy stunk. I'm yeah. sorry. I hope that he's not a guy who's, you know, from- pa- Patreon. Oh man, our Patreon page just went down one. Yeah, Patreon. Yeah. I don't know, but he's not good. But Excalibur was fucking awesome. I know him from PWG. Yeah. I love having an announcer in a mask. I think that's so dope. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jr. Feel, makes the whole thing feel like wrestling. Yeah. Now, all right. Let's talk about the Young Bucks for a second. Uh, you know, uh, they're so fucking amazing. Yeah. And so the Elvis gear was fire. They had a couple of nice new spots. I loved uh, at one point Matt was holding up uh, either Phoenix or Penta for like a gorilla press. Mm-hmm. And then he dropped them and then just went into spear the other guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Thought that was fucking great. They had a bunch of like real high spots, you know, whatever. Again, when a match is that good, you just go like, that's fucking great. Right. Whatever. To me, that's like a five-star match. I just want to say, the Lucha Bros, boy, oh boy, do I love these guys. Yeah. I, I Look, Penta I said it last time, so cool. Penta is a real star. Phoenix Wrestling, oh my God. He had one like chain moment of like jumping off of the, you know, like yeah, kind of that position where you're on the top turnbuckle holding someone's arm, like the old school position, but yeah. he was bouncing all oh, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're actually brothers. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, when brothers they walked out, brothers. yeah, when those guys entered, that was the moment during the product where I go like, "This is for me, man." Yeah, like, they, yeah they walked yeah. out, and then Penta was like, "Fucking looked so cool," and was like, just "Doing the Seto Miedo, like yeah. Miedo, yeah. Miedo, Miedo, right, right, because yeah. it'd be a Miedo. masculine yeah. Miedo, Miedo." Cero, miedo, miedo. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and like he was doing that, and he was just moving. I was like, he looks scary. Yes, like the paint is uh, like perfect. The, the, the eyes, the, the eyes. Yeah. It looks scary. It looks like undead zombie. Yeah, and um, uh, and plus the thing they I love, out, they just yeah. look like fucking cool duck guys. Yeah, he epitomizes too the idea of of like that I love about lucha that like the mask is the is because the, there's been like a bunch of pentagons. Throughout yeah. Lucha history, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. he's just like the current. I think he's Pentagon is owned, right? Yeah. So he's Penta yeah. Cerro Miedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but right. I mean, it's still he's like of the spirit of this whatever, like right. whatever ancient god is this fucking luchador. He's like, yeah, the you like that the mask is bigger than the man. Yes, right. That it's like lore. It's yeah. like it's like uh, uh, the sword like they, from the stone. Yeah, like they thing. fucking picked it off a wall in a fucking cave and they put it on and now they're the they're that they're that. And person. Like, also, there was like a whole journey to get to the mask. You had yes. to be like worthy of it. And yes. then yeah, like you imagine it was like it's like Indiana Jones. Like you get there and then you had this to like choose all, wisely yeah. and then you were donned on the mask. I, I this is I assume all of this about every luchador. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a really cool and that should be more successfully uh, 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 like assimilated into the WWE product is yeah. like the Lucha 
I know why they take the mask off, guys. You know, it's funny. Lucha, one thing I, I had an interview with when John Morrison was in, I was like, I don't like Lucha, but, uh, uh, Lucha doors because like I can't see their face, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I that is true. I get why WWE takes masks off wrestlers. Yeah. I, from a TV product, I do. But I felt like if they could effectively tell the story of the Lucha door, right? This, then that would do. That would be awesome. And they should. And I feel like I, you know, I wish I didn't say that. Maybe <laughs> you know, because I'm like maybe it's insensitive to the. Actually, I said at the time, but it might be insensitive. Right. Anyway. All right. So um, I think that uh, last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll move over to the Patreon episode. Uh, just for a couple bucks, you can keep joining us. We're gonna yeah. keep talking. Uh, Patreon.com slash Comedians Wrestling. Support the show. Support all these projects we're doing uh, and our expansion. Yeah, and we're gonna talk uh, about the B and the C show. Yeah, Ron we're gonna talk about Raw down. and SmackDown this week, and we'll talk about. I'll say this topic of like what's next for AEW. Maybe we'll cover that in there. Um, but the last thing we'll talk about on this episode, we'd be uh, remiss if we didn't bring it up, was. Uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, Chris Jericho in this match. I would say that I thought Kenny looked like a million bucks, like yeah. he always does. He's really great at switching up his look in like minor way, not over the top, but uh-huh. like the hair's got like a little purple uh, twang to it or yeah. whatever. Like it's like short. He's looking a little more like bigger. His neck is like a little juicier. I yeah, think he yeah. might be juicing up, which I appreciate. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. His entrance music is a little so-so for me. He is he has new music. It's more video gamey. Yeah, but it's fine. I just go with him because he's got style. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. and and authenticity. Mm-hmm. He like he literally like he's like a thirty five year old man, but he's literally like in this interview being like, I got a new song, and it's more like you know like Mister Robotnik with, and you're like, oh, yeah. I love this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like it's that's you, man. Yeah. I, and if you're being you, and you're not boring. Yeah. You're not boring. You're you and you're interesting. I'll go with you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's not boring. Yeah. Some people, you know, hear a lot, you hear a lot, hey, just be yourself. Some of you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, some of you don't do that. Well, you should be yourself to be a wrestler, right. but if you're are boring, you probably won't be a good wrestler. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh cool. So I was like that. I I uh Kenny looked great. Um Chris Jericho. It's not looking great. No. <laughs> I Tor- mean, we gotta just bring yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, he an incredible wrestling pace for a forty-eight-year-old man. Yeah, he's lion salting like it's nothing. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm thirty-five. I can't do that. But boy, oh boy, this is the worst shape we've seen him in. Yeah, DDP, he's looking. DDP's got to get him back at the the, the house. Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised because I'd been seeing pictures, and I was like, he's not looking good. Well, he's been touring, right? Too right. with like Fozzie, right? So I don't know what's going. I ho- I know he's like doing a little MMA, but I don't know how much of that is just yeah. okay. And that felt like a little kayfabe MMA. Plus, I mean, you're 48. Fuck, man, your body's probably like, I can't do this. Like, right. I, I gotta have fat on me. You know? Yeah. And by the way, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't really care it's for, just for be Jericho because yeah. it's not like he's out of shape. Right. But this, I just, I'd be remiss to not mention that he is the fattest we've seen him yes. uh, in a while. Um, and like, you know. Um, Anyway, he definitely broke Kenny's nose during that match, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, like, yo, Excalibur, talking about good announcing, a little small thing that I really loved. Excalibur mentioned that the Judas effect, which is the elbow, that uh, the spinning elbow that yeah. Jericho has been promoting as his new finish. Yeah. He was like, at the beginning of the match, he's like, yo, um, 
He's like, uh, you know what I got to say? Here's my, this might be like a little conspiracy, but he's like, I don't think the Judas effect is real. <laughs> I think Jericho is a master manipulator. He's getting you scared for a move that he doesn't have. That's not uh, deadly. Uh, you know what I mean? And then the finish is like a straight up move we've never seen him do. And it knocks out the best wrestler in the world for right. the clean one, two, three. Yeah. That was cool. Nice I love that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. And I think I already kind of said my point, which like G- Dean should have jumped off those chips. I thought when he came, Moxley, they went nuts for it. They knew we could, tr- we can establish the Judas effect as a new finish for Jericho. As long as we, uh, as long as we got, we got Moxley debut, they're gonna go insane. Yeah. So it was like it, it, it was smart booking. And uh, I didn't. Did you like Moxley's look? No. I mean, he had an earring. Yeah. It looked shitty. Yeah. He should have a shaved head. He has the haircut of a man who's going to be like that. You know, when, you're, when you look, he has if a you look in the mirror and you go, not haircut. a great. Yeah. What? J-R-O-T-C haircut. That's what he has. Well, ROTC, like the, like the, the program? Yeah, JR Junior ROTC. Yeah, yeah. Like so, you're when you're in high school, but you're still going. Oh, like, on the I weekends. didn't know about. I only knew about ROTC. Yeah, there's JROTC. Yeah, I mean, it, it's that thing. It's like, guys, if you look in the mirror and your hair is like in that, just shave it. Should cut it off. Yeah, it's it, fine. It's time to shave. It's it. fine. Chicks, it it would have been a great time dig, for him to show up shaved head, right? Yeah, chicks dig bald guys, man. Just let it let it go. It, it, well, it does. Let it go. Wrestlers look cool bald. Whatever. Go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. And then, yeah. uh, you know, I already said the thing about jumping off the chips. I'm excited to see where Dean goes. Uh, I, the, uh, more importantly, AEW needed to sign him. Yeah. It was really, 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 really important for the mission of AEW to steal a S.H.I.E.L.D. member in their prime, the guy who was supposed to be the face of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. and then is the jabron of the S.H.I.E.L.D. and they make him cool, Uh, Sky is the limit there. And prediction, I think we see Renee in AEW pretty soon. That's a prediction. I think Renee is... not really gelling on the announced team there. I don't yeah. think she's finding her footing. And I'm not saying it's necessarily her talent. I just don't think it's... I don't think she's able to get in there properly. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's leaving. I just see it. I yep. see her going. Yep. Okay. Uh, look, we're going to move over to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Comedians Wrestling. And we're going to talk about what is next for AEW. And we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown. We're going to talk about Brock. The Brock Party. And um, yeah, and guys, but let's not overstate it. Um, This was a massive week for professional wrestling. Pro wrestling is healthy, it's alive. Uh, Think about it. In October, we'll likely have Fox, WB on Fox, Mm -hmm. with a new, more edgy product. Mm -hmm. And. AEW on TNT, a two-hour weekly program be... with a taste. Even if it's a taste of what we got at Double or Nothing, I mean, come on. I feel like a kid again. Yeah, so do I. I, I yeah, I can't overstate what this was. This was great. This was really a big, big win, and it is not a shitting on WWE. WWE is also great, and WWE is a broader product. Broader products exist, and there's still a ton of talent. The best wrestlers in the world are over there, but... Uh, damn, man, AEW is a formidable, proven alternative uh, based on this, it, it, uh, on if they can keep this momentum going. So what a week in pro wrestling. And uh, join us on the Patreon, will you? <laughs> keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Kisses. <laughs>
has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. Thank <laughs> you.